0: Hello everybody and welcome to another Sonic Talk Show. This is episode 356. Uh, recorded today, live, on Wednesday, 23rd of April, 2014. Uh, we are, uh, well, welcome, everybody. Welcome to the uh, live chatties. Thank you very much for joining us. I'll give you a sense of them. They are, coming down the side here. We've got, uh, uh, as is so often the case now, a very fulsome chat room. Very much appreciated having your presence here, folks. Not only does it help us when we struggle, when I struggle, to remember certain facts, but it also adds an extra sort of frisson, as we know that there are people out there, live, and doing that thing. So it's always good to have you there. So thank you very much. Uh, This show is brought to you by Isotope. Isotope. uh, there'll be a message from them later. Uh, We've also got a winner for last week's competition. Somebody has won RX3, their uh, restoration bundle. And in fact, there will be another competition announced for another copy of RX3 going out today. So we had quite a good response to that. If you're not a member of Twitter... I would say you do need to be a member of Twitter for that to join. Uh, it's a very painless progress uh, process and I don't think it's going to cause you any uh, p- privacy issues, but uh, so just to let you know. Anyway, uh, thanks very much for joining us. I've also got uh, my, local, my, my remote guests who are both this side of the pond this week. We've got Garrett, Gaz Williams, GazWilliams.me, professional bass player, music technologist and producer and co-host of the Sonic Talk show, Sonic Touch, even, uh, which is mm. out uh, hopefully tomorrow. As I was saying just in the pre show, I'm having a little bit of trouble rendering out some video, but uh, hopefully that will be sorted and we'll be live tomorrow where we talk about Core cool Gadget.
1: Yes, about time as well. Yeah, but, awesome. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good episode. I thought it was a great episode, actually. I really enjoyed watching that.
0: So, Super. Um, Anyway thank you very much for joining us uh, and we will hope to hear from more from you in a second. And uh, as we will from Robbie Bronneman who's there in robot Studios down in the West Country where he's uh, literally just kicked a client out the door. So he can join (laughs) us to do the show. Uh, Thank you very much, Robbie. Robbie is, uh, as you can see, owns a serious electronic music studio, production studio, uh, music composition, mastering, also MD for Howard Jones, uh, tours around the world, kind of running the entire show from his, is it a 13-inch laptop? It's an 11-inch. You've got it on the air now. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the show is literally in a folder. That's awesome, isn't it?
2: Yeah. we've all got airs. Howard's got a little air for his main stage. Our drummer's got air for his drum setup. It's all great. Excellent. Is that
0: all SSD, I suppose, then?
2: Yeah, SSDs, yeah. And we carry, you can even afford to carry a spare, and it still weighs hardly anything, so it's all good.
0: Brilliant. Uh, Well, I'm glad uh, glad to hear that you've uh, made time for us, and we're always happy to have you on, so thank you very much. So, um, what was our first topic? I'm kind of distracted now I was thinking, um let me see, ah, yes, of course well I, I mean we you can't have failed to see i have certainly it's been one of the more popular uh stories on the site uh, and that is news of the new moog um well it's a, a workstat, which appears to be if i can actually I might be able to zoom that in a bit What? here we go. oh, what have I done ah. Something terrible <laughs> just happened. No, I've got to go that way. There we are. It'll come back in a sec. I'm just trying to zoom it in. There we are. That's the, the work stat. And this is this what it what it looks like is a kind of um, entry-level kind of kit form, your Volcker type knob um, analog synthesizer. If you also see there, it says MoogFest 2014. So I'm guessing really what this is. I, I don't know if you know, MoogFest is actually on at the moment. Uh, it is, uh, starts today... Uh, runs until the end of the weekend uh, in uh, um, Asheville, where home of Moog, uh, Moog Moog, I'll say it both ways and then I can't um, be in too much trouble. Uh, but one of the, you get a VIP engineering ticket and one of the things that you can do as a VIP engineer is make one of these. Uh, if you see, it says, uh, hold on, I'm going to zoom in, that's it, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm zooming the whole screen rather than my... That is, in fact... Um, it <laughs> single voice <laughs> so, uh, single vco lfo envelope but it's got this kind of tiny size of patch points so we've got quite a lot of patching going on there and what looks like looks to be a little kind of uh single octave um touch keyboard uh you know obviously you're not going to be playing any uh acrobatic solos on there i wonder if they're going to make it It'd be quite exciting because Moog, Moog being, you know, everybody is very, very excited about this. Uh, at least, you know, some people are kind of saying it's that this would be awesome, I could buy a couple of those, assuming they do actually finally make it. Or I could, um, I, I could sell my shares in Moog because I'm disgusted because how dare they make something so trivial. I don't know. It's funny how people get about things like this, isn't it? I don't know if you've... Uh, do you get a bit uppity about people making things that you think are somehow beneath them from a design point of view? It just seems a little bit of a strange um, attitude.
1: No, I mean, the more the merrier, surely. I mean, you know, it's uh, those things. It looks really cool, doesn't it? Because it looks um, that, as you mentioned with the, like the tiny size of patch bay, it looks like you could actually do a lot more routing than maybe on, well, I don't know about than something like the. Uh, the sub fatty, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of,
0: uh, yeah, we've got direct patching to VCA, VCF, VCO, uh, linear and exponential in mm. LFO in VCF audio in keyboard CV out. And then, uh, a bunch of out patch points. Mm. Um, so yeah, not, mm, not, the, not hugely modular, no, so you, but certainly no, kind of more yeah. so, I mean, perhaps more so than if we sort of thought about the, um, the microbrick uh, yeah, was, perhaps.
1: I, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, are those the actual I... pots, or is that just the
0: stems of the pots? Uh, they look like the knob caps, like the, like you get on, oh, uh, like they're on the Monotron. You know, the the same yeah. sort of thing okay, that you get on the monotron.
2: Right,
0: yeah, it looks kind of. I, I mean, everybody's wondering. Obviously, is it a ladder filter? I mean, that's going to be the big deal. And, or and and or is it, um, is it uh, a, a proper Moog uh, VCO? I mean, it, you've got. It looks like you've got. What have you got? You've got pulse and sawtooth waves there. Uh, with pulse width modulation, which keeps me very happy, um, and looks like a metal case.
2: The thing about these things, like I like was we saying, like Gaz is saying, it's great if they want to diversify into other things. As long as, as long as the, it's, it's all about just the quality staying up, isn't it? As soon as people start slapping badges on products that bear no kind of, no kind of heritage to what they're known for, as we know with some certain products out there, they, they, you kind of lose a bit of faith in the in the brand. But I mean, as long as they keep that up, I don't have a problem
0: with it at all. No, I think it could be very cool. Um, The, the thing I think that's, uh, that's, that seems to be, you know, we're unclear as to whether it's going to be uh, a release product, but what I do have news, uh, I've actually organized a sneaky interview with, I think Steve Dunnington, who's one of the Moog engineers, um later on this evening I, i'll do it much in the same way that we do the show um he's going to he's going to just literally just come off stage from the Werkstatt workshop workshop uh, nice. where he will then talk to us about the intent and perhaps some of the other aspects of this and we can find out a bit more excuse me mm. so i'm hoping um you know live from Moogfest. i'm not sure if i'm going to stream it that might be a little bit uh, well i'll talk to him first because he might not be um uh, uh too happy about that or not but we'll, we'll see I.
1: I I think it's a good idea, though, for them to release a product which is essentially in the similar kind of ballpark as the microbrute or even lower price point like the uh, the Volkers, just because I think that's proving to be a very popular, uh, you know, a very popular market sector, really. And, um, you know, I mean, it, the thing looks interesting, but it certainly doesn't look an expensive product, does it? So, I mean why not what well, I don't think they've got anything to lose I don't think is so. is it is it that is it that they might give away too much for too little is that the, would that be the worry
0: um I think the people are assuming that maybe it's it seems too cheap. You Know that's that's the uh, but I think that the point of this is is it's like a gateway move, isn't it? I mean, if you look at the Korg stuff, you know, there mm-hmm. is nowhere to go after you've bought the Volkers. You know, they don't make an analog synthesizer that is more expensive. You know, you can't then go, Oh, I actually want the real deal, you know, because there isn't a real deal unless you're maybe going to go to the MS20 King. MS20 Mini, I suppose, or an MS20 that's true, but I mean, perhaps that's not so. Um, and you know, mm-hmm. perhaps with the uh, Artoria. To a degree, I mean, you could go micro uh, micro brew and uh, mini brew, but I mean, there's nowhere to go after that. Whereas with the Moog, you've Mm. got a lot of avenues that you could explore. You know, you could go up in increments. You could go, you know, the sub 37 or whatever. There's lots of directions Mm. you can go in. So, I mean, just in terms of marketing, I mean, it's a smart idea because we're all talking Mm. about it and everybody's going, hmm. What Mm. you have to do is mention (laughs) the word synthesizer, new synthesizer. I mean, what could be what, what could you know affordable Moog? That's probably one of the best SEO from a synth based site you could possibly imagine. But we don't know whether it's going to be coming out yet. Have you got any <laughs> Moog stuff, Robbie?
2: Yeah, I've got a um I've got a Voyager RME. Um you know the Rack Mount Voyager. Alright, okay. With 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 custom white wooden end bits on it, as you know. You ah know, yes. It's, it's sort of <laughs> so um it might be able to see it. So if you can just
0: turn that around. There. Oh yeah I see. Yeah
2: it's just there.
0: That's very pretty. It's got but, a sort um, of storm stormtrooper vibe to it, yeah.
2: Yeah, but um no, I, I love it. I mean, the only thing I can imagine people saying about it is there's a very, very clear design aesthetic, isn't there, with all Moog stuff, with the, with the knob caps and the kind of... It follows through even to the new stuff, like the, the slim fatty and the yeah. sub fatty yeah. and all that, where perhaps it's perhaps one stage to, to kind of losing a bit of their character in terms of what you expect from a Moog, in terms of what it is to, to feel, you know, to, you know, to use. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess people could customize if they really wanted
0: to. I suppose so. I mean, you could break it out. I mean, I'm guessing that's going to be pretty much circuit mount, uh, uh, board mount stuff. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't see a problem with it. And I like the idea of the fact that you could possibly plug in, uh, you know, three or four of those, maybe run it alongside. Um, I think there's the mutable instruments yarn, which is a four channel MIDI CV module, and you can run four voice polyphony, for instance, and you know, four of those as a polysynth. Yay. Now we're talking.
1: Yay, yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Although can you imagine a, a polyphonic mini moog? I mean I can't imagine, you know, a chord on a mini moog is going to be so dense that it's just, mm. you know.
2: You so- can polychain, can you? People polychain the um, sub fatty. They they made a big deal of that when they brought the rack out, didn't they? And they showed all these videos of people putting together like like giant sort of pseudo polyphonic moves with that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, actually, Rich. Yes, uh, as uh, Redwalk says in the chat room, Rich might get his hands on one because he is uh, playing with Sheik at Moogfest. Um, so, well, that might bring us on to another another topic shortly. But uh, I, also in the chat room has been brought up. You know what's happened to the Akai Rhythm Wolf? It's been quite a number of weeks. To, so, I think we were told that there's that the circuit board was fused and we couldn't listen to it. But it's been quite long enough now, surely. Nice. To-
1: they were just trying to—they were trying to steal Roland's thunder with the Airo, weren't they? They put it—they put it—they launched it there before it was ready, I think.
0: It certainly wasn't skull, ready.
1: Skull—skullduggery, I call skullduggery
0: it. Skullduggery, yeah.
2: wow. hmm. yeah, you think? Well, Perhaps it was perhaps it was just R and D to see what people's reaction would be. Well, it,
0: it, yeah. That is possible. That's not been—that's uh, not unheard of, particularly with. Yeah,
1: uh, they're not breaking any laws, though, are they? No, yeah, no, it's exactly. absolutely. That's yeah. an absolutely fine thing to do at a trade show. You know, it's like, here's our product. We're going to be launching it later in the year.
0: But, yeah, I think hmm. the problem is, is, is probably a more media problem than anything else. You know, we're so quick off the mark and the news spread so quickly and so everywhere. If you've got a particular niche interest that you know, it's like, I want it now. I've seen it. Right. When can I buy it? You know, people get a bit uppity about it. But um, yes, yeah. it'd be interesting. I mean, you know, I'm not expecting it to be, you know, the and a definitive analog drum machine. I mean, it looks it, it looks cheap. It is cheap. You know, it's going to be what I can't remember what it was under two hundred bucks. So, yeah. one
1: hundred and fifty nine quid. It's listed for UK pounds. Yeah, it's just
0: just trying to get a bit of Volker action, isn't it? Hmm. I, think... I just hope it's not going to be as
2: long getting hold of that as it is getting hold of an iConnectivity
1: connectivity. I was <laughs> going to say that. I was going to say that. I mean, you <laughs> know.
2: It's like, it's like, I feel like I'm on some sort of like, sort of holy quest for one of those. It's like you bought I tass- know. It's,
1: it's, like- it's like launch it and have everybody salivating for it and then, you know, two years later, where is it? I Are did. Bu-
0: pretty- yeah, I bumped into uh, the marketing guy at Mesa and he said, it's coming. Honestly, it's coming. I didn't actually yeah. ch- Tracy, it's like maybe it's Robbie maybe it's the equivalent of buying a Tesla You yeah, got. To yeah. <laughs> maybe they just make them have you pre-ordered maybe they're just making it maybe they're like That's imps pre-ordered three of them we
2: pre-ordered three of them a year ago from Thoman and then gave got our money back because we thought it's never coming and then I think they've been through two different distributors now I think they've finally settled on a UK distributor and I've heard on the grapevine that it will be within the next two or three weeks they'll be available
0: well, that sounds so, – that's quite – yeah, because I, I i still want one of those. I that know was you, actually
2: I kn- the guy at, by Connectivity.
0: Yeah. Have you, tri- have you tried the two, Robbie? Yeah, I've got the two. I, it's great. And does it integrate – does it actually integrate – I mean, I know you're not much of an app's kind of uh, uh sound source, but if you were to use it, have you found that yeah. it integrates?
2: Yeah, I mean, it works. Every time I want to do an app thing, but that works perfectly for that. And it's great now I've got the power supply because it charges up the, the iPad and stuff. Nice. But it's just I want, I want to replace my flaky Moto MIDI Express 8 channel interface with two of those to, to handle all my MIDI. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: so, yeah. I just think it's funny that they, they release another product, an audio product,
1: when the other yeah. ones hardly not even out yet. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. uh, I, I I Was
0: that the, I I, was that the prototype the audio I saw? It? Th- no. Or, a, or
1: something connect.
0: Yes, I saw that. Audio. I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't notice. Have they actually announced that for, um, properly? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, for, for, for MicroFreeze, mm-hmm. like, Breeze. You know, which again is like, wow. It's just like a single audio interface that can go between a computer and an iPad. It's again, it's another holy grail kind of device. But it's like, hang on a minute. You yeah. can't be, you know,
0: you can't be doing that. our
1: appetites mm-hmm. again with that until you deliver on your other, you know. Argh. But um, I mean, yeah. for me, I'm still waiting for that iConnect MIDI for the hub functionality just i think it's such a cool thing to be able to utilize your midi devices like uh like maybe a cuneo or a an old teenage engineering op1 or i mean i've got a bunch of things here um that are usb only midi devices and um you know that for me is the that's what i want to have like a a, a system that I don't have to have my computer involved in to have those devices all linked up. So, mm,
0: Angry bon, bon said he spent the weekend setting up his iConnectivity MIDI 2 Plus. I, I hope it didn't take all so- that long because that's. A- oh,
2: somebody just said in the chat room that they've got their iConnect 4 Plus. Oh,
0: I Watch just it. had a chime in. My iConnect arrived Saturday. Oh, CR78.
2: <laughs> yeah that's the guy the guys from the states from the company said that they were they were already going out in the states and they were just literally on wigging their way over here so they're on the boat ah,
0: they're exciting. on the boat the love boat Hooray. Hooray! how much are they by the way do we know how much they are in the u k wow that's good 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 value anyway um so well um at this point uh, we should pro- i might do the uh, i might do the um the ad for um you know our sponsors who are isotope and then we can and then i can tell you about the competition as well and you guys can um can enjoy it and i can say who the winner was so uh yeah let's do all of that stuff so uh i'll i'll just meet you guys and you can cough and uh all that sort of thing so yes, thank you very much to our sponsors. Big thank you to Isotope, of course. Uh, this week, as with the rest of this month, they've been uh, telling us about RX3, which is the fastest, easiest way to repair and restore audio. Perfectly suited for audio engineering, recording, post-production, archiving, broadcasting, forensic, and more. It delivers cutting-edge tools for treating previously unusable audio. And I can vouch for that. We've used it in our video productions when there's been you know off-mic and room tone and stuff. Uh, you can remove or reduce reverb for vocals, instruments using the de-reverb. Module. Uh, you can also enhance the reverb if you like. Clean up dialogue on the fly with Dialogue Denoiser, uh, which is very good for real time. Monitor your audio and loudness using Compliance. Uh, 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 loudness Compliance using Insight. Uh, turn flawed audio into pristine usable material using Denoise, declip, decrackle, Spectral Repair, and more. Currently, RX is on sale through May the first, so you've got a little bit of time left. Uh, Two four nine for RX three. Uh, that's registered price of. 349 and rx3 so that's uh uh 749 down from 1199 for rx3 advanced so do check it out if you want to just try it just go to our isotype.com forward slash rx3 and you get a downloadable demo and you can do your thing so do check that out definitely well worth it and while we're at it um we will mention our competition because we have a winner um from last week what i did last week is i asked you to hashtag uh the word fix the mix hashtag fix the mix at sonic nick and at isotope ink so you send out a tweet like that with uh, addressed at both of us with that hashtag and the winner and I'll explain how I did this, uh, is somebody called Shepgo. Shepgo, uh, at Shepgo, uh, S-H-E-P-G-O, if you make yourself... I'll I'll contact them. Uh, Basically, they posted out. What I did is I just counted up the number of um, entrants uh, as I was doing a search on the hashtag and got a random number and then counted up from the earliest up that amount of numbers. You know, not very scientific. I was trying to figure out if I could do it programmatically, but... I needed kind of all sorts of authorization keys to bring it into spreadsheet. I just couldn't be bothered. So I just used my fingers, frankly, and a, and a random number generator. <laughs> and I figured that was the fairest way. So congratulations, uh, winner number 25, Shep. Go. I don't know if they're in the chat room. Uh, yes, Bullart says I'm supposed to say Bullart. I'm very sorry. It's Shepgo. <laughs> there were lots of people who very kindly uh, entered. Um, so do chat. We're going to have another one this week, though. And I will now, if I go here, you can see you can win Isotope, isotope RX3. Uh, the same procedure applies. Basically, what you want to do is uh, you tweet the hashtag RX3DClick. That's rx3dclick, and again, you at Sonic Nick and at Isotope Inc. And basically, I will count up and do the same procedure. So one of you lucky tweeters will uh, win a copy of rx3 next week. Uh, well, I announce it next week. So once again, we thank so- uh, Isotope for sponsorship of Sonic Talk. It's very much appreciated and, um, you know, helps keep everything working a little bit. Still looking for other sponsors, So If anyone's out there thinking, you know, I'd love to sponsor this show... Just give us a call. (laughs) So that was a bit shameless, wasn't it? Um, Right. So um, the other thing was, uh, while we're on the subject of Moogfest, I mean, obviously, we've said that Rich Hilton is at Moogfest. If I just uh, hit that. It starts today, and they announced the schedule, and there's a lot of stuff. So we've got daytime and nighttime action. So quite a lot to choose from. Uh Chic featuring Niall Rodgers and George Mero. I'd like to see that. I'm not quite sure what we get um with that. Uh look, these are you know, there's there's a lot of people, a lot of interesting chats and what have you. And I wondered if there was anybody that you as our guests, um, Robbie and uh Gaz, thought you might like to see. Because I mean I, I would love to have gone over there, but uh, sadly it's actually um just didn't work out that way this time but we're hoping that perhaps next year we'll have some involvement with it and work out some other interesting things. I know Robbie, um, is there anything anything you've seen on the on the list? I mean it's quite an unusual concept isn't it because not only have we got the the actual performance aspect but there's a whole sort of ecosystem based around the creation of electronic music and also electronic engineering and making the creation of electronic instruments which is it sounds like it could be a dream day for someone who is as immersed in it as uh, you two guys. I mean, I'd like.
2: I mean, I, lo- I love. I love hearing people chat about you know their careers and stuff. I mean, I would have liked to see Giorgio Morodo. Interestingly, though, it was a great. Um, there was a great um, sort of documentary kind of interview with him last night on Sky Arts One. Oh really? You know, well, you know when they sit around with some music students and they kind of interview him and they get to ask him questions and stuff. Oh, that sounds yeah, really great. Good. Yeah, so it's worth 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 it's a great series. I've seen one with the guy from um you know the guy from Fleetwood Mac, the main guy, what's his name? Mick Fleetwood. I uh, know the other guy Lindsay Buckingham. Ah, okay. I, I've seen a few of them, but this one was really interesting and I loads of stuff about him I didn't know. But um yeah, no, I I mean I'd love to go to one of those events. I mean I mean I'm not sure about the electrical engineering side of, you know, I mean I'm I'm not particularly very technical like that. Um, So I don't know how much that kind of thing would go over my head. I like the idea of
0: maybe synthesis workshops, though. That would be interesting. Yeah,
2: totally. Because I, I mean, I know you talked about it a few weeks ago, but since I've got the Euro Rap stuff, I've been really trying to search out, you know, interesting people who've got like an interesting take on, you know, using this stuff, and you know, interesting demos online of it. Because you know, there's always stuff you can pick up and learn. Absolutely. I'm, I'm always up for that. So yeah.
0: Interestingly enough, I've been trying to find. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of people who post videos of modular patches, but there's not very much. Yeah. Many of them who explain exactly what the routing and what's going on, yeah. and that would be yeah. extremely useful. But uh, hey, you know, that's. I guess we'll just have to have to have to live with that for the time being. That's something. There's a niche yeah. in the market. Gaz, hmm. be nice to go, uh, wouldn't it?
1: Oh God, yeah. There's loads of cool things on there. Um, you know, to see the talk, I think with um, Roger Lynn, Tom Oberheim. Don yeah. Buckler, Dave Smith, David Borden. I mean, wow, are they all going to be on uh, are they all going to be talking at the same is it going to be like a round, a round table, table of those guys? What
0: day what day is that? Let me just uh, let me have a look. I'm just uh, I'm looking at the uh yeah. the schedule now. I didn't have that I haven't memorized the timetable just yet. Uh blah blah, blah. Mike Adams no, that's not it. That's so uh, it must be uh Thursday community theatre make magazine a little make magazine. No, that's not them. Where is that? Pioneers of electronic music ah no it's uh they're in a in a two to three David Borden three thirty to four thirty tom oberheim um, mm. and then there are uh, there's the modular marketplace which sounds like the sort of place i'd quite like to spend a day that sounds mm. really good actually yeah. uh, so no it doesn't look like it although there may be other um stuff going on there that i haven't mm. seen yet i'm guessing that's probably like to be on a weekend gosh there's so much of it isn't there
1: good to see good to see the dark star british band are on the on the lineup um, i really like them we kind of um we played a few gigs with them on the tour last year they're uh, they're on warp records and uh, and they're great in that they do like a live electronic music without a computer to be seen you know they've very much of this like young uh you know no computers in yep. a live electronic music with no computers uh which is really cool um and when they play there's a real sense of danger of it all is going that, wrong. Are they
0: got to do, are there something to do with the Simeon mobile disco
1: guys? Well, they might be, I'm not sure about that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Cause but, I, I, um, we're
0: hoping to have a chat with those guys about um, that very same thing at some point in the future. Um, mm. So yeah, I, I would like to, I'd like to, I, I, there's, there's lots of stuff I'd love to see. Uh, LaGrange, uh, yeah. legrand is yeah. asking in the chat room, is it being, is anything being streamed? Um, I don't think it is actually. And I'm guessing because the tickets aren't, you know, they're not low cost. Uh, it's it's no. a reasonable cost. Uh let's see, yeah. I've got some prices here. Um, let's have a look. What did I night and day, uh, two two nine nine. Um is that one night and day? Night music, uh or day conference, uh, VIP four nine nine. Yeah. Engineer package, a thousand bucks. So basically that means you get one of those synths and attention and and you attend the workshop. So I'm wondering whether that makes that synth perhaps a bit more expensive. Or single days. So uh, yes, it's not not the you know. Uh, so no, they're not streaming it. They're doing it that way. So maybe they'll be videoing it. I I, I don't know to be honest. There hasn't been any mention of that. Um, if, they don't,
2: if they don't make that synth commercially, do you think the secondhand value of those things? Oh, you can, can you imagine? <laughs> Going to be ridiculous.
0: <laughs> I think when you get them, imagine you get one signed by, uh, um, yeah legacy package there yeah, somebody uh oh no not that get off uh, <laughs> uh pop says rather uh what the buggery are they selling that for 10k that's a very good question let's have a look i'll click on the 10k package and we'll see what it says it is uh sold out bloody hell there was how, only one of them. I don't know how many there were. You get a Moog Voyager, ah, that's it. You get a Voyager XL and flight case. Transport to and from Asheville Regional Airport to Moogfest. A six-night stay at, at the uh, Posh Hotel. Two seats at an exclusive dinner with Keith Emerson. Uh, two three-hour synth building workshops. Mm. Uh, two VIP passes. VOPs get in first everywhere. Priority Festival check-in. VIP like So basically everything. Uh, and Moogfest t-shirt. <laughs> and gift bag, so that's yeah. Oh. So yeah, that's, that's what you get.
1: But Keith Emerson's a notorious messy eater, isn't he? he <laughs> food goes everywhere. So, oh, gosh, really?
0: is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I might have
1: just made that up. Yeah,
0: um, I don't know. I like the idea I, of that. No,
2: no, no. <laughs> let's, let's propagate that urban myth, even
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll. Maybe what they'll do is they will make spaghetti. A pasta will have jack cords on the end of each each end of it. So it'll be like patch cord spaghetti. That would be kind of awesome. Uh, uh, Janelle, Janelle Monet's doing a talk. Yeah. I'm a, such a huge fan of hers.
1: She's amazing. I think she's like, she's the superstar. She's not quite the superstar she needs to be just yet, but she's given a talk, which is quite interesting because. i um, will just
0: don't uh, see what she's talking about, if that's not. Uh, yeah, just let's have a look. look. Uh, let's see. Let's see. All oh, right. So on, we're not, on so Thursday. Thursday, right. Mm. Uh, uh, cool. Oh, musical masterclass with Nile Rodgers on Saturday. Hmm. Wow! Janelle, wow! Oh, let's see where Janelle Monae. Uh, Janelle Monae, the electric lady. That looks mm. like uh, it's probably women in electronic music. I'm guessing. Uh, Maybe
1: she's so cool. Maybe that's it. I mean, I'm, I am guessing. I like the look of that workshop called
0: Analog Vocal Synthesis. I always find that intriguing. That
2: art area.
0: Is that with chris stack because he does quite a lot of stuff with that using the they use the use the t c electronics stuff don't you and then um you can yeah yeah
2: but I, I've, I've seen some incredible um things online with people with modulars doing you know doing all the vowel filter stuff, and like i don't know how long they've spent but making making like synths properly speak words and stuff
0: <laughs> that sounds like a t- I, i've been because i 've been looking quite a lot recently at those um uh, there's quite a lot of Richard Divine patches, but again, they're not explained how they're made, but they're creating these kind of various different, uh, trigger riots and all these, co- and they just kind of yeah. go off and they create, they're like, they, they, you sort of set them off, twiddle, twiddle some knobs to kind of change the range and they just create these pieces of music. I and mean, they're a bit too abstract for my liking, but the complexity of them is astonishing. I did discover, yeah. I did discover how to get that vowel sound, uh, I've just I'm just finishing up a review of the Intelligel Atlantis, uh, and that thing where you basically you bring in the depth of really high FM rate modulation, say into the filter or the amplitude, and you just you pull up and down the depth, and you get that ew, 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 that yo 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 kind of sound. And that's quite so. I know how to do that.
2: <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a good vowel filter. There's a good vowel oscillator section on my um, mutable instruments braids. Right
0: ah okay all that stuff but, um yeah people
2: who can actually get it to do
0: proper sentences pretty impressive but uh, let's not forget craft work of course that would be something to to look at i mean it's a pretty impressive lineup actually as the thing is with all of these things i can't you know it, it's how do you get to see it all you know you you pay i mean obviously you know there's a big price there's the high ticket price but you sort of want to see all of it and you can't
1: did I yeah. did I tell you about my craftwork experience last year?
0: No, I don't know if you did. I think.
1: Are uh, you tell yours? I'll tell mine. Oh, excellent! Well, mine isn't very good, so you can you, I, you can you can go first. <laughs> <laughs> oh no!
2: Well, uh, what mine was was a few years ago. I went to I got on the guest list with Howard and another DJ friend of mine. We went to see them at Brixton Academy. Um, I can't remember what tour it was, and um. Anyway, we were in the VIP afterwards, standing there. Funnily enough, chatting with Bill Bailey, who was a big fan. He was there. And um, I was chatting to this guy at the bar for about 20 minutes, asking him what he did and all this stuff. And he was telling me all about his bike riding and stuff. And it turns out he was one of them. <laughs> one of the main people at craft work. standing there like Billy no at the bar. And all the mystique of craft work totally dissipated for me.
0: Oh, ah, yeah. was he not wearing a kind of really strange kind of robotic suit? Did that not give him no, away?
2: he was wearing like a polo shirt. It was, just, it was, everything was wrong about it.
0: Oh. It was that's... A
2: guy. He was a lovely guy. But it all, he was just like, all
1: the mystique had gone, you know.
0: <laughs> oh, uh-huh, excellent. Gaz?
1: Well, it's almost the opposite for me because
0: I, we were doing a gig in um,
1: Sydney Opera House last year with Carl Hyde and um, uh, Kraftwerk were also playing uh there uh in a different in one of the different spaces there and um and i went into the green room and it's huge the green room in sydney opera house and and the only other people in there was some of the cra- some guys from craft and i was walking across the room i thought oh i could say hello i was walking across this big room and the guy turned around and he gave me the most fierce teutonic stare i kind of got really scared so i ran away <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I thought, oh, he looked so fierce, but I'm sure it was. Um, I'm sure he's very nice, oh. but it was the guy I met then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but what happened last year? I saw them again in the Latitude Festival, and they were playing on the main stage. And I think this was just bad, uh, a bad planning. You know, there's just such reverence around craftwork, and you know, rightly so. You know, they're incredibly important, but. They shouldn't have been on the main stage because they were doing their 3D show and they had these like um, video screens either side of the main stage. But, the, you know, Latitude Festival is quite a big festival, but these screens are relatively small. So you had the audience wearing 3D glasses um, and... Lots of people just... I could just hear people muttering and complaining. Youngsters, who had no idea who these men were stood on stage sort of being very boring, you know, uh, with this 3D on these small little screens. When you stood, you know, at a music festival so far back, like the 3D on the little screens, (laughs) you know, because it's almost like a lot of, like, 8-bit graphics and these blokes stood there. People are just going, "God, this is a load of bollocks, or, you know, just really (laughs) being... Incredibly un-reverent um, about it. Telling it know. like
0: it is to them. Yeah. But just, a little
1: bit. And yeah. I was just thinking, ooh. And it wasn't just a few people, it was a lot of people. I heard a lot of people just muttering about how dreadful it was. And as a sort, ooh. Yeah. That's, yeah.
2: That's, I've never heard
1: people. Feedback,
2: aren't they? Well, it's a, yeah, yeah it's a romantic Festivals are about feedback with the audience. And when you have those kind of acts that they just do, they run their thing and nothing interrupts it and there's no interaction, I guess that is quite an alien thing for people to deal with at a festival
1: like
0: that. Yeah. If it's not the right setting. No, I think that's probably right. Maybe it's not the best, the best place. To...
1: Also, I... y- young people are, have got no class anyway, <laughs> as we all know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you sound like oh, crap, Sam, Gaz. Oh yeah, well, I am. You sound like one, Gaz. I'm going to, I, I had a, uh, I, I was introduced to, uh, is it Ralph um, at, uh, it was at Music Mesa a few years ago. I was on the uh, Schneider's Burrow stand and we were just sort of looking around and he was going, oh, I gotta, you, you can you meet Ralph, meet Ralph. Ralph's coming, Ralph's coming. Crawford guy's coming. He said he'd talk to you as well. And it was like, oh, wow, cool. Uh, I was like, my God. Uh, but I had absolutely zero notice whatsoever. It's like, he'll, do you want to interview Ralph from Crawford?" It's like, yeah, of course I do. Um, with no preparation whatsoever or research. Um, so uh, build up, we're looking around all the other stuff. It was quite a small... Sh- booth i remember that year and uh um andrea schneider who's fantastically eccentric and uh, really enthusiastic about everything sort of was just running around yeah yeah i'll be here in a minute i'll be here in a minute and then he showed up i think it's online somewhere uh, i posted i must have posted it on Sonic. and then ralph shows up and he's just like sylvester mccoy like a completely mad uncle who just won't talk about anything and they try this sort of comedy routine in not their native language and then he went away it was really surreal. So I filmed this thing, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's weird." And we didn't get to talk about anything to do with craftwork. I think I think the thing was, it was just, yeah, he's coming, he's coming now. Oh yeah, don't, he doesn't want to talk about craftwork. <laughs> I think was what happened. <laughs> so it was kind of, like, I was built up, I built up, and then it all went, you know, deflated, which was a shame. They,
2: they were selling a load of gear recently. There was an auction. I don't know if it's still running, selling off loads of stuff
0: from their studio. Ah, Cling Clang. Yeah I think so well, yeah yeah all awesome. sorts of weird weird things something that stuff that won't interface with anything else yeah, there was like, there was like custom bow coders, all sorts of stuff. Oh, that sounds good. I bet you there. It was Florian, the governor says. In, yeah, are you sure it wasn't Florian? Yes, it was Florian Schneider. It was Schneider's and Schneider. That's right. I remember now. My memory uh, didn't serve me well. Thank you for that. I just like to... I don't know if that makes any difference to anybody. It, it was one of them. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> one of the craft works. Yes, it was Florian, said Red Walks. Um... um <sighs> let's have a look then yeah but it's good anyway good yeah let's do this this is a Pringles organ what's not to like about this Allegedly, is an actual organ made of Pringles, but I'm looking at that and listening to the sound of I don't think that is at all. It's a load of MIDI triggers, isn't it? It's got to be. This when you say
2: made of Pringles, do you mean Pringle tubes?
0: Yes, of course. I, I think I actually made pring, meant Pringle tubes. Thank you very much. That was uh, yeah. That's just for those who want to get the facts straight. That was made of Pringle tubes, and it was actually by uh, somebody called Fall on Your Sword, uh, who are an art collective from Brooklyn, um, New York. New York. They took on the challenge of using the cans to create works of art with hot glue guns a-blazing. Now, I think, um, I think I've think i got some pictures here, but I'm pretty sure, listening to that sound, that there's no way that that was actual air being piped through Pringle tubes. I'm pretty...
1: That's what they're claiming.
0: I know, they're but claiming... did you, they had a, there was a bell, for goodness sake. It <laughs> doesn't, doesn't make a bell. I, look, I'm going to play it again. Listen. There's a bell. There's stuff that's making really quite rich harmonics. And look, there's sort of those. They're just bending. There's just no way. <laughs> they're midi triggers. <laughs> yeah, I. Mean, it's a hoax. I'm calling it hoax. But it kind of fun. <laughs> we have talked about Pringles before because they are. They are. Um, What's the word? Deliciously percussive, aren't they, Pringles Tubes? They remember there were all those videos. we did. A, I think we did something a few years ago where there were all these videos on YouTube of people drumming <laughs> with Pringles cans. And that was really awesome, using chopsticks and stuff, making um, drum kit release. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, April 1st released, uh, says uh, as he, uh, says Pop in the... Um, let me have a look. No, that was on the 19th of March. So... Mm. I don't think it is. Lily Butler, four Pringles. This is a sponsored post, isn't it? Uh, and there are, those are the raw materials. Glue guns, hot glue guns are fab. And what is it? Hold on, there's, there's, I just want to say, it does look good. I mean, it looks a bit like a Pringles display case that you just pick them up and go, I'll have some originals, please. Or is that that the green ones? What are those? They're sour cream and chives, aren't they? And the, the red ones are originals. I wonder whether the they sat... That's
2: prop. It, it looks like a Pringles arm armchair.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does a bit. Or as is as is mentioned in the in the article, um something akin to the Game of Thrones um s- you know Iron Throne. There's some more pictures. That one, perhaps. Uh you can, if you're feeling inspired to create your own artistic masterpiece piece out of Pringles, uh do it. At, um and then you can send a photo to Pringles at Gorka.com with Pringles Art Contest as the subject line. You'll have a chance to win an all-expense-paid trip to the Silent Disco in New in San Francisco, by presented by Pringles. Interesting. Oh, wow. That's yeah, I, I, but I, sadly, looking at that now, I, I'm thinking perhaps that wasn't actually all that real. It was mm. somebody somebody made something maybe out of Arduino and or you know a MIDI bridge or something, and just kind of was triggering stuff off camera. Mm. Oh, like that? What was that? That sounded like one. <laughs> Who was that? Was that you, Gaz? Oh, how oh. kind of strange! Just sounded like a sine wave suddenly appeared at the uh, uh, at one of the inputs.
1: Oh, I think it must be Robbie sending me something. Ah, okay. <laughs> Sent him an email. email.
0: VCS. <laughs> all right then, let's try another one. VCS three emulation. So I've got this little video Ooh. here. This is uh, a shot of the Zil's Lab uh, Zil's three version two uh, demo by Lotus here. Zil's Lab uh, have made this kind of, you know. And Zulz Lab's emulations are awesome. Uh, This is uh, their... I mean, the one that they did of the... um, I forgot what it was. Russian thing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just... Was it Russian or French? French. Oh, that's just brilliant, that was. So here's a bunch of patches. It's just a preset tour. You shouldn't be able to make a sound like that on a VCS 3. To my mind, that sounds far too... But anyway, that's not the point of this. The point is, so you have got that, which is um, if I come here, that this is their Zills lab, Zils three. I think it works out at uh, about. Uh, that I think they use iLock for protection, which obviously you can have.
2: Actually, no, they do iLock. They're weird that company because I agree with you. They're brilliant. They're they're. I've, I've used them from the start. The Poly Cobra one's brilliant. And yeah, the, um, that constantly and the under um, way. Machine, yeah, the string, the string str- machine one, but I mean. They're weird because you can choose to do SynchroSoft or, um, or iLock. Huh. I don't know any other company that give you the choice of choosing
0: that. No. Um, I think I've got an iLock with uh, VCS, with, with the Polycobal on, which I, I did a review back of it. And it, there's some, that, that um, continually variable waveform on the oscillator just sounds... Yeah. And you can modulate that. And it sounds... I mean, yeah, I'm a fan of pulse width modulation. This is like pulse width modulation on steroids. It's absolutely gorgeous um yeah, it's a bit underrated i think that company i really do think i think i think that's possibly because of the maybe it's the copy protection thing i don't know i mean cuz that i don't know whether you know we could have a discussion about whether that or, uh, enhances or it hinders the pro, the, the the proliferation hinders. Of, hinders. of it hinders yeah. hinders hinders um, hinders yeah. uh, but them. at the same Hate time them. i don't i think this is about it's yeah let me see i was going to say it is 149 euros uh, but yeah. at the same time we've got this IVCS3 which is by ApeSoft which we we review in our uh, forthcoming there's a new uh, not this one coming out but Sonic Touch after that and this is um the iPad version and obviously this one is 20 bucks it's kind of difficult to think you know cuz we're getting these uh, these these dual emulations of things that are working out. I mean, it's just interesting, the whole kind of pricing concept of how this works, because obviously yeah. if they sound as good as one another, then, you know, you would necessarily go for the cheap one, because you could, you know, I don't know. Um, well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a
2: lot of companies, aren't there, that do this. Like, there's all the sugar bites things you can get, which you can get, like the Tornado and the and the the other one, I forgot what it's called now, with sort of stuttering yeah. and glitching. And like I say, there's like one price for that, and then it's like Another price to get one to have the privilege of running it as an AU or a VST, and with something like the iConnect MIDI Two Plus, if you really want to use those tools, there's no reason why you can't integrate them to some extent using your iPad.
0: Yeah, it would seem to make sense, wouldn't it? But it's—I mean, it's—it's got to be a very difficult situation uh in terms yeah. of uh you know how how do yeah. you do this? You know, because mm. I, I'm guessing there must be. I, I mean, if you're if you want to. Create for both platforms simultaneously. i imagine the development cycle is going to be more complex because obviously they probably don't share quite the same code base, or certainly the same graphics resources. Uh, uh, but so it must be quite yeah. tricky. I th-
1: yeah, I think it, I, I I think that might be the reason. But I mean, it's kind of in terms of functionality, something like the the VCS three. It sort of lends itself better to a touch interface, really, doesn't it? You know, because you can touch on that matrix that pin matrix the controls everything's kind of uh yeah. so it, it it seems strange in a way that okay the code is different but the actual user experience you could argue that the the, the ipad one is is actually it is better you know mm, maybe
0: um, i mean i i think uh without giving too much away about what we said about it in the forthcoming sonic touch because it won't be out for a little while um it's it feels like it needs a much bigger iPad <laughs> to, oh, yeah. to, to be, you know, to to for that experience to to to, to hold true. I would guess. Mm. But yeah. So,
1: but yeah. Sorry. Back. To, I was going to say as well. You're talking about how if you're developing it for AU and for VST, whether that adds
0: cost to the. Mm. Um, I mean, I I I don't know. Would it? Um, to the development, I guess it must make it more difficult because, obviously, you know. I think the graphics and, and laying that all of that stuff out probably does take quite a while to get sorted out. Um, mm. well, but I
1: mean, there's, you know, you're talking about you're not talking about just half price or quarter price. You're talking about what a factor of 10,
0: I think it's a, yeah. yeah. But while the IVCS three is. 1499 US dollars and the em that Zill's lab is 149 euros so roughly pound to roughly dollar to euro is, is about parity ish you know so yeah it's 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 nearly a factor of 10 isn't it
1: 10
2: yeah I mean I I've never had I mean that's one of those since I've never even had any experience using in real in the real world so um, I I have got nothing to base it on really in terms of you know how how realistic they are. I do have fun with it. I I I really don't know what I'm doing a lot of the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you using the the Zils Lab f- um, V uh, Zils three then? You are using it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got it. Yeah. Ah, cool. and I, and I do have fun getting things out of it, but I, I, yeah, I don't I don't fathom half the time what's going on. So I I know if somebody put one of those hardware in front of me, I'd probably be exactly the same. I don't know. If I you have it.
1: I think that's most people's experience of a VCS three. I mean, I yeah. borrowed one for about six months and yeah, I was completely flummoxed by it the whole time. And I just, you know, I think you try to make stuff on the VCS three and it always comes out. Bluh, 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 kind of, or something along those lines.
2: <laughs> Howard's Howard's manager's son is a, um, in his spare time used to do set um, buying and selling antiques. And he was at a car boot once. And somebody tried to sell him one of those, you know, mint <gasps> condition for for, for tenner. And he thought no! some, he thought it was like some crappy old oscilloscope or something, and he turned it down.
1: Oh, oh my his, word!
2: His mate came along and bought it, and then sold it for about five grand. Oh, oh my word! Yeah, it's horrendous, isn't it?
0: Oh
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, no, I just want to say, actually, we seem to have Atomic Shadow in the uh, chat room. Who is a uh, Great uh, composer and maker of uh, interesting contact instruments as well. If it's the same guy, he was saying the IVCS three has an impulse response of the real string, real thing spring reverb, which sounds really good. Um, so uh, yes, I want to say welcome. Well, we've got a bit of a celebrity chat room there. We've got, um, and I think I saw John Van Eaton in there as well. Kent Spong, yeah. Oh, Kent. Nice to have. Nice to have a full, a, a fulsome chat room with. Uh, uh, yes. Anyway, but. Um, one of the points in the chat room was, in fact you know you 've got to factor in the price of an iPad, yeah, but I mean you know if you 're going to go down that route you 've got to factor in the price of a, a computer capable of running a u units you know, so yeah, which i would yeah. I would venture is a, a, a much greater um, uh, amount yeah. ah atomic Shadow says he beta tested it, so there we go ah. do check out atomic shadow stuff actually he 's got some great music, really interesting. Uh, he used to post on YouTube, but I think he moved over to Vimeo. If you search him out, um, you can check out his music. It's really good stuff. Very atmospheric, kind of uh, oscillator based. I think he uses those RCA, is it RCA of oscillators? I can't remember it's that.
1: One, wonderful wall of all sorts of quirky yeah. bits of equipment. And he wears a
0: lab coat, which is all right in my books.
2: I thought you stopped he have, the lab, lab coat. I, I was... had BIROS in the pocket.
0: Ah, you should. Analog BIROS. <laughs> You'd have to, wouldn't you? <laughs> That's good stuff. Um, right, okay. We're we we're, we're whipping through the topics now, uh, but if you're interested in the iVCS three, I mean, obviously you've got a choice there. I mean, I would venture probably the best thing to do is buy if you've got the iPad version, buy that first, and if you really love it, then get the get the other one, <laughs> or buy that, buy that and an iConnect MIDI plus MIDI two plus, and then you know which is about the same price, so, and then you get inter- interaction between your I- iOS device or your iPad and the real world, and you run it as a plugin.
1: Ouch. That's kind
0: of a, that's a good point. Yeah, Sorry, what did you say? I was just, just going to say, Dave. Dave probably,
2: probably got a good, good,
0: good, good take on those software ones. Yeah, he's well, got a problem, doesn't he? He's got uh, uh, an AKS, which is the one in the suitcase, oh. which is the one I've always wanted. I've, I, yes. Ever since I was a kid, I've always wanted one of those, and it's just. You know the and, and for the same reason, I know I've said this before, I'll say it again because I never tire of it. I also want one of the Buchler two uh, systems which come in the case. I mean, it's just a synthesizer in luggage. I mean, what the hell, you know, is there not Someone's to like made
2: it? a new one of this? Haven't they? There's like this new um suitcase since synth- um called the Hornet or something, it's black and gold. Have you seen that?
0: Yes, and is oh, that that's, that's a VCS3, isn't it? Uh, a Hornet, yeah. and it's like it's it may...
2: It's like about seven grand or something, but I mean, it looks, yeah, and for gear
0: porn, that certainly looks great. I'm looking at it now. Hold on. Hornet Portable Modular Synthesizer. Yes. I, um, Ah, uh, f- oh, there it is. Look at that. That's on Synthtopia. God damn you, Synthtopia and your SEO. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That looks like it's in a nice, pe- one of those Pelican cases. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty, isn't it? It's yeah, about five grand. You buy the kit. I think Azio had said it in the chat room he was building that. Really? I, did i did i get that right i may have gone past oh no i've made i've zoomed everything up too big now
2: i know someone who's just built built the um the 2600 you know the um the arp
0: 2600 clone so i want to go and check it out oh really yeah yeah that sounds cool i was going to ask you we did talk a little bit about your experiences with the <coughs> excuse me with the um Stephen Slate uh, Raven MTI but I didn't yeah. really uh, operationally you know I mean because you t- you were talking about the software layer operationally yeah. how did you find it what was the sort of latency and, and the concept of doing that, that thing that, that
2: side it? of it that side of it, it it seemed didn't I didn't really perceive latency being a problem what what I had a what I kind of found frustrating was as soon as you put your hands on a touch device like that all your thinking goes to how you use an iPad and you go, oh, I just want to, I just want to scroll along. I just want to, oh, I just want to make that bigger. And of course, it doesn't do any of that stuff uh. because that's all iOS stuff, and it just doesn't do it. So, you know, you're, it's a bit frustrating. You keep going to do things that it actually physically can't do because I guess it could do if Apple opened that up for developers to do, but it doesn't essentially do all those things that you want a touchscreen to do. So. I'm just left thinking how useful is it apart from the fact that for me the greatest thing about it was seeing all my plugins two or three times the size right in front of my
0: nose (laughs) it's the Mr Magoo angle right
2: yeah that that was really the only thing that was starting to seduce me about it you could just get
0: a really massive magnifying glass (laughs) <laughs> or
2: you could just get a monitor and put it on a lower resolution and have it right in front of you along with your
0: other monitors. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I've just just have uh, that news break, um, Sonic3651 says there are three Moog Sonic 6s on eBay, eBay right now if you like a suitcase that sounds good. That is also a synthesizer I'm very delighted with, but I imagine a Moog Sonic 6 is going to set me back a considerable amount of money. Uh, dare I even look... I don't
2: know. I've always wanted the, the, the um, what's it called? The one that's got the
0: touch panel, the source. Yes, me too. I, there, there's something... I just love the look of it. I just think it's a lovely looking instrument. Yeah. Uh, the only problem is, is when you get those, uh, the membranes go on them <clears throat> and they, they are a pig to fix, apparently. I'm sure. Uh, the
2: time you make new membranes. I've you know, total replica membranes for it.
0: Oh, right. Okay.
2: But, um, but anyway, it's, it's one of those sins. I always look at it. When I think about getting a synth and I look on eBay and, and all this, but they, they're, they're quite often they get really tatty because that, 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 the aluminium's got like a plastic coating.
0: Right. And so they get all
2: like peeling. So I. You
0: know. uh, a couple of grand, apparently, are the Sonic 6s. That doesn't sound too expensive. I think I might have to check that out. Well, I haven't got a couple of grand. What am I even thinking? I mean, I'm just curious (laughs) as to see how much it might cost. Um, But yeah, Uh, right. Um, We do have uh, one last topic, uh, which I think was uh, this picture I found. Uh, This is, again, via the – if you go to Reddit, there's a really good um, couple of uh, electronic music things uh, and engineering. And uh, this is basically improvisation using unusual hardware to kind of get you through the night. As it were, I'm lucky. I'm loving the, this is a clothes peg and what looks like, um, I'm not sure what, I know that Mike, but I can't think what it is. It's, uh, it's, it's yeah. a
1: It's a B-O-M-1-6, oh, yeah. is it?
0: Bayer there we go. Thanks guys. So that's obviously miking up the cab. And that's neat. And I'm guessing, you know, being a resourceful bunch, and I know Robbie last week you were showing your uh, giant lightsaber uh, and you know what you, what, what you like to kind of, you know, that, that kind of hardware improv. Oh, look, Gaz has got there something. Now, what is that? That looks like... <laughs> I don't know. That's scary.
1: These things, you know, there's, like, kind of foam around a kind of stiffish kind of wire. And now, I've got a couple of these. I've used them for years and years and years. You can wrap them tight around mics, you know, and then you can wrap them around other things or, you know, like mic stands yeah. or... Whatever else you want to fasten it onto. It's a really cool way of, um, you get them like from, I don't know, I think it was 99p for the pair of them, I think. I've used them an immense amount of times for all sorts of little things, you know, like, as I say, for holding mics, but also for just like propping things, you know. It's uh, a pretty playable. I think every studio needs some.
0: That looks like, I'm liking the look of that. It's kind of the <laughs> flexible Velcro kind of concept. Yeah,
2: i tell you what I swear by, and everyone, everyone always comes to my studio Always, goes, doesn't believe I do any work here because they can't see any cables and it's all so tidy. But the secret to my cable success, <laughs> you, know that, you know that crappy metal runner stuff that you get? And it's cheap stuff you put on the walls and then you put slot shelving brackets. Dexian. It.
0: Dexian,
2: yeah. You know, just the metal runners. I have that on the underside of all my desk and then you can you can just slide um, releasable cable ties through it. And then I can just loom everything up right up against the top of the desk.
1: I, Ah. I have seen it. I've seen it. and was mega impressed by it. It's such a good
2: idea. It's it's, it's the most rubbish thing, but it's, it's it's satisfying because it means there's no cables
0: anywhere. I won't even show you that. Robbie's
1: Robbie's studio is an absolute inspiration for, I mean, my, my studio is a complete mess of tangled cable nonsense. Robbie's studio is a beautiful, everything neat and organised. It's amazing. It's so, and it's a lot of stuff in there too. So it's dead impressive.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I can, I can vouch for that. I, I just turn the lights off, then you can't see the mess. <laughs> but I think the thing I'm most proud of is uh, the improvisational thing. Are there ladders um, up there that I use? The, the yeah. five metre ladders. So I've just put ladders up on the uh, you, uh, ladders with. Um, joist hangers, which you get for building supplies, so you just slot the ladder ends into the joist hangers, drill them to the wall and then they'll just hang and you can take an enormous amount of weight and we can put lights and velcro things to it and that's you know that's my um do you try
2: do you, do, do you do your rock climbing practice up there as well i
0: don't think i'd recommend doing that certainly not in the middle maybe at one side <laughs> it might work but not not no uh, but i also the other thing that i've done which i'm very pleased of this is my bit of technology imp- improvisation is the uh, raspberry pi uh, midi light switcher now this is you know this this, the significance of this is enormous. Gaz will know. You know, we were talking, Gaz, about... Um, when we Oh, the sh- tally system. Yeah, when we shoot um, Sonic Touch, Andy sits here and he switches cameras. And basically, you know, so we just kind of do our thing. And, you know, it's brilliant because I used to switch as well. And I can do that here because I'm in control of... I only have to think about a couple of things, you know, and I'm used to it now. But trying to run the show and an interaction with somebody in the room and stage manager and switch is too much so that but the problem is when you do that you don't know which camera you're on so you know in studios what they have is an on-air light on top of a camera and to buy a tally system for studio cameras it's just absolutely ridiculous i mean it's about 500 quid for an interface and then you have to wire it up and get the lights and relay, and it's just—I mean, it's—it costs more than we would spend on a new set of cameras. You know, it's—it's it's ridiculous. So I had this idea. I'm going to see if I can get this. Out. So I, what I've done is, is Ooh. this here. So this is the prototype. So we have got a Raspberry Pi here, and we have a. Um, You know that there are these pins in the Raspberry Pi which are called GPIO pins, which just send a little bit of voltage. And then we've got four LEDs. And then over here, I've got my iPad, which is a switcher, so I can know camera one, camera two, camera three. Oh, it's not working, of course. (laughs) Now, oh no! Oh no! no,
2: You're no Steve Jobs. There we go.
0: No, there we go. One. (laughs) Two, three, four. Oh, uh, there we go. So basically, ah. now when you look at these, they'll be flashing lights, so they'll be easy to see. That's ace. So I'm very pleased with myself for doing that.
2: And uh, have you got a name for it? Have you got a, like a, a special name for that
0: product? You know what? I haven't. I suppose I should have, but I haven't thought about it yet. We'll we'll figure it out. We're going to put it in a case and see what it looks like. I mean, all it does is take a MIDI signal. I'm just i plugged a MIDI interface, which is a cable wire, it costs about six quid. It's one of those sort of things, you know, just a MIDI cable with a USB thing on it and two MIDI ports. And I've just written some code which just basically reads raw data and just goes, if you see, you know, some sort of hex code that means a note, then if it's got this value, then go and turn a light on. And it's just like, we've got it bloody working. Yay! So it was, yeah, that was a very exciting day at Sonic Towers. That was. So next time you come over, Gaz, there'll be tally lights.
1: Ah, that's great. It stops us looking so shifty then, doesn't it? Yeah, because
0: you're always going, kind of, you're looking away. Or What I find I'm doing is I'm <laughs> kind of going, I'm, you'll probably see me doing it here where I'm looking away at a screen. I'm trying to see, right, what's the shot I need to look at? So this way, you look up and there'll be a flashing light and you can go straight to it. So that's the Yay. idea. That's the idea.
2: Is it going to be like
0: a sort of a police siren light? Kind of like. <laughs> yeah, something. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just a little flashing LED. Um, nothing kind of, you know, too intrusive because that would obviously spoil the beautiful look of everything.
1: Chatroom suggestion that it should be called Roxanne. Roxanne. The red, the red light system.
0: Very interesting. Roxanne pie. <laughs> no, perhaps not. <laughs> <laughs> that means something else, doesn't it? Possibly. Anyway, um, so lots of fun there. Anyway, um, we're actually going to be, uh, like I say, a bit later on talking to uh, somebody at Moog. Hopefully, if everything hooks up properly, we're talking to uh, Steve Dunnington, who's going to tell us a little bit about the Moog uh, Workstat. Um, so that's something to look forward to. I'm not sure whether we'll stream that live. Um, if we do, we do. If we don't, you know, then you'll see it um, soon afterwards. But um, but yeah, I think that's it as far as I can tell. I mean, but also, but I mean, you know, the other creative stuff. I'm, cause I've seen your setup live, Robbie, you know, and a lot of that kind of, you're using, using some interesting stands and what's, do you use that? um uh It's like, um Oh yeah. We used, it, I don't we, know what it's called we, we,
2: now. Ultimate Support made the stuff called Thinker Toys, which was like loads of modular bits and bobs you could do to make studio furniture or anything. And we basically bought up the last ever supplies from them. <laughs> so we We've got like a little kind of reserve of it, but it's all starting to dwindle now. But um, I've just had redesigned my rig this week and I've had a, um, I'm having this acrylic, I think I might have said this acrylic case made with everything sunk in. So, um, which has got the LED lighting in, it has got the same. So um, there'll be no, there'll, I won't have to have all these little platforms and stuff live. In.
0: There'll just be one case that you can sort of slap the yeah, lid on and lock it away and that's it. Yeah, that's it. Put, it. put it up and away you go. Yeah, that's interesting. There is something. So there is something about you know. I think for all of us, you know, if you're involved in music technology, quite a lot of what you're doing is solving problems and figuring out how uh, how to create workflows that work for you, and that I- involves in, an invention to a certain degree. So I mean, I mean, I'm sure you're doing it the same. I mean, you were talking about all those workstations you've been trying to create that allow you to perform and, and improvise more easily, and it's just yeah. It's it's part of what we do, I suppose, as the electronic musicians, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, when it's all, it, I think it's there's something incredibly
1: rewarding, isn't it, when you actually when everything works? <laughs> yeah. When the light yeah. goes on. Yeah. yeah. And you have to. Um,
2: if you if you tour, as Gaz knows as well, or Nick knows you. When you tour, you really, you realise that, you know, you have to make your life as easy as possible and as simple as possible. Yeah. Otherwise, it just becomes a chore for everybody around you and you. So, yeah. um, you know, everything's got to be, you know, totally sorted. Can't leave anything to chance.
0: It's interesting, yeah. isn't it? When you get that um, that period in the production rehearsals when the band's been doing an album and they go to, uh, you know, rehearsal rooms and, you know, the, the whole thing's kind of being rehearsed and then the stage crew the monitors guy uh, often comes in and he might, or the stage manager, he's coming along and he's figuring out how things should go in cases. And there's all this kind of, Uh, boffinry and design and kind of Heath Robinson action going on. It's like, right, well, if we do this and we connect them this way, that means we only have to have one box with it. You know, And there's all this process that goes on for creating an efficient tour, because you're right, you know, it's like, I'd imagine the worst nightmare of any kind of, um, anybody showing up to one of these is a whole bunch of old synthesizers held together with kind of wall wart power supplies and patch cables, (laughs) because you just think this is not going to work, because you've as a realist, you'd think this is just going to be a nightmare every night, right?
2: And there's always things you can, always things you pick up, like I've, I've got a friend of mine who's putting together the the touring stuff for the Thompson, you know, Tom Bailey from the Thompson Twins, because he's on the tour with Howard in America, and um, he said to me, oh, we'll just get these little XLR to MIDI converters, and then we don't have to even carry MIDI cables, just use XLR wherever we go from the venue, and I just thought, I've never thought of that before, it's such a good, good simple thing to do, so it's amazing what you Pick up, yeah, uh,
1: Underworld run all their MIDI fits th- then into XLRs.
0: Yeah, yeah, I
2: just never thought about it. I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those obvious things.
0: Yeah, and if you get, um you can get little sort of powered units that'll help boost the signal at either end, yeah. can't you? So it sort of act, makes it MIDI a bit more active, and that's kind of quite useful.
2: Well, we send our MIDI for the video that's sitting at the front of the house. We have these little Ethernet to MIDI boosters by Kenton, Kenton yeah. Yeah, and you can send it for like half a mile down of Ethernet if you want.
0: And presumably if, you've got, if you're running um, Ethernet uh, stage boxes and you know that kind of, uh, as is often the case, do they often come with three or four cores in them anyway and then some of them are redundant? So you just piggyback on those or do you run your own wire?
2: <laughs> no, because the, the, the so we use the Roland V system and the, 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 um, the unique thing about that system is it carries all the power down the Ethernet as well. So, um, so all the all the stage boxes and, and um, monitor boxes on stage they're all self powered down the Ethercom cables. Ah. So, um
0: it's, it's, it really is so little cabling. I didn't um, know that they did that. That's cool. neat because um, that that makes a lot of sense because uh, we've got we've still got the Behringer X Thirty Two here and that runs uh, AS Fifty, but it doesn't power the S Sixteen modules, which are the stage box modules. We haven't got one of those here. Um, but that's, that's system, a really that's interesting.
2: System. The Behringer system is remarkably similar to the V mixing system in
0: many ways. The little kind
2: of monitor boxes and the stage boxes, all that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, remarkably similar.
0: Yes. Uh, but it's also got a, a lot of differences too, to be yeah, fair. It has. It has, <laughs> Let's not yeah. go there. I, uh, as you know, I'm a big fan of the X32. I do think it's a it's great system. Great. Really good system. um, Okay, well, I think that probably takes us to the logical conclusion of our uh, of our uh, chat. And nice to have you aboard, guys. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, and there was only three, but I think we uh, I think we held our own very well. So I'll say, uh, we'll go to you, Gaz, and say thank you very much uh, for joining us. It really did um, enjoy having you this week. Are you still getting on okay with your electron? Um, there it is, <laughs> pride of place.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's a very interesting piece of kit. I, I find it's um, you know it's it's a challenging piece of kit, as as I think everybody knows. But um, I'm going to try and make some videos about it. I think because um, I'm intrigued. The I'm really enjoying uh, the poly mode when you when you have um, it cycles through each of the tracks. So when you play. First note is track one. Next note is track two. Next note is track three. Ah, oh, yeah. And 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 getting into playing with it that way, which I suppose I was quite inspired because I was using that on the Isem, uh, you know, because the old, um, oh, sorry, the old, the old, yeah, yeah. But the old Oberheim thing worked like that, didn't it? So right. so you'd get the variation. So I'm copying <laughs> the patch across into all four into all four slots, and then pl- you know setting up modifying the patches so then uh, it, it's just really exciting and then having the joystick doing
0: different things
1: uh, on each of the the tracks so as you play with the joystick Yeah, there's has... a lot
0: of routing possibilities there aren't there? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're having yeah. fun, I, I'm still going to try I'm trying to build a, an Ableton Live uh, setup where I can create a load of frozen reverbs and just create these pads and then, and then jam over the top of them and that's my next job to see if i can create some pieces on the fly because i really enjoyed doing that and everybody seemed to respond incredibly generously to all of that sort of <laughs> whittling over uh, over stuff and that uh, there's more it's of that great to... it's it really does great. Sound,
2: yeah it's a great it's a great reverb by audio damage called eos which does a lovely frozen reverb
0: does testing. it sound on sound reverb because that's the thing that i've been finding difficult uh, okay. does it just freeze where you are and then add yeah, to it, I or it, it might... if... yeah i know what you mean uh, yeah, i think it might
2: freeze where you are
0: that's the tricky part because what I found with the uh, the quantum room simulator, the QRS, which I mistakenly said was Australian and not Austrian, is that it's got a sound-on-sound sound reverb, so you can keep. But okay. you can do the same thing. You what you could do, you can do that in the um, in the live. Reverb, but all you got to oh. do is make the what you do is just make the tail like you know infinite, or well, so it's 99 seconds, so you just keep feeding stuff into it and then you hit freeze and it's frozen that mm-hmm. kind of right. slice. So you can do it, it's just And really I, the, another good good technique to use I, I, on Ableton Live is put the looper
1: on the uh on like say uh an auxiliary send and just have it constantly looping. I overdub looping round and round and round and round, and then ah, you can okay. just keep you can just keep sending mush into that, and then it you know, so you can have like a reverb going into the looper. So
0: it ah so okay, it, does yeah. it? Uh, what's the? Does it crossfade? Okay. Yeah, it does actually. Okay, it's it's, it, it's it, I think it it works. Yeah, it
1: crossfades the loop. It's nice. It seems to it seems to be pretty glitch-free. Well
0: relatively yeah. just make it a long loop relatively and notice <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah, guys so we're, we're heading off into yeah. another topic territory but yes thank you very yeah. much for your input and uh hope you all have a great week following on from this one and uh, yeah stay tuned I, I don't know whether there's going to be anything coming out I, I imagine there'll be people posting stuff uh from moogfest uh during the week we're going to try and keep a search on it and maybe run some um you know pictures and just just impressions from it and hopefully uh we'll have rich on next week's show and he'll tell us what it was like actually being there because they're performing as chic uh, anyway so uh, Robbie thank you very much for joining us it's uh, been a pleasure to have you I feel like I've been here already <laughs> and uh, I'll <laughs> say This is my second goodbye thank you Robbie anyway for joining us it's been great no and also S- Gaz Williams thank you there GazWilliams.me oh yes don't forget um, check out Robbie's stuff uh, Sushi Friday oh, yeah. Music on Facebook
2: we're starting up again next week we've got 28th, 29th and 30th we're back in the studio
0: ah ok Ooh. so there you go yeah. All right. Okay. And that's it from this week. Thank you very much for watching. I'm going to uh, hit the fade to black button. Ooh.